2: So the NFL thinks you're an idiot. Uh, We have got the proof of that. We will get into all the details of it here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. It is two pros and a cup of Joe. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on FSR. Now, before we get into the latest uh, installment of The NFL Thinks You're a Moron, uh, I would like to point out here that something was established last night, LeVar. Uh, it was okay. established in a big-time way uh, that Brady Quinn is not the toughest person in his family. He is not the toughest that. athlete in his family. No, no, no I don't this is 100%, 100% true. Yeah, this is 100%, 100% true, true. Uh, because yeah. he's got himself uh, a jack-o'-lantern for a brother-in-law uh, based yep. on what happened in an NHL <laughs> yeah. game last night. Please explain, Brady, uh, to the audience.
1: Well, you know, as, as uh, my brother-in-law, who's now with the Colorado Avalanche, a defenseman, Jack Johnson, was playing hockey last night. Uh, he literally caught a puck to the face. Mm. And uh, as you could imagine, for any of those that have actually held a puck, uh, those things are hard, man. Uh, those things are Especially hard to move when they're rather- cold. Yeah, and they move rather fast around the ice, and so he caught a puck to the face. I'll actually see him later on today. He's coming down to South Florida as the Avalanche are going to take on the Florida Panthers. And uh, my, my my sister goes, well, hopefully you guys could take him out to eat, maybe get him a smoothie or some soup. So uh, no, that's uh, you know, he got to stitch up. Yeah, he got it stitched up, went back out there and played. He'll be playing uh, tomorrow night uh, against the Florida Panthers. But uh, he is one tough SOB. Man, those hockey players, yeah, those guys yeah, don't care. Players, like they're, they're different. They miss half their teeth. Like, they, they don't care. I mean, all, like, they, they're,
3: straight out. All, straight, yeah,
1: they, they, they got to have a good dentist. But, yeah, no, it's, he is tough as nails.
2: By the way, didn't he? Uh, we talked to him when he was playing with the Penguins. Didn't he get his teeth knocked out when he was with the Penguins as well? Too oh with yeah, the puck. Oh, I, I mean, think
1: his top like eight teeth are all fake. I think
2: what is he point. George Washington? He's got like a wooden mouth. Oh, What's the funny thing, the, the funny joke is
1: is these sorts of things tend to happen around Halloween. Uh, I and so did, I remember just, that. Yeah, he'll just <laughs> he'll just take out his the fake teeth and they'll just uh, that that'll be part funny. of the costume yeah it's <laughs> oh, a weird wow. coincidence <laughs> it's a really weird. weird coincidence
2: that is awful oh. man uh I, I mean that's what i i never have understood like cam newton doesn't wear a mouthpiece right like when he played like i've, I've always I said, didn't
3: wear a mouthpiece how How yeah, you're, I, you're, I didn't wear you're a not
2: worried about it
3: what was i worried about i, I mean had a, i had a face mask
2: Okay, but not, you're not worried about
1: You uh, gotta
3: understand I was so a concussion it's it, it's a misconception, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I was an artist. All right. That's a good Making one. contact, tackling. That was my art form. You know what I mean? Like did Picasso worry about what it was gonna look like when, when he was done with, with the, the brushes? Like you don't worry about like what you don't use, you worry about what you do use. I never used my head other than the head but I was a butter i'll butt I'll hit butt you in your chin i'll hit butt you like i'll butt i'll butt the mess out of you yeah. but I never tackled with my head i always use see when i people don't understand this the the misconception about tackling is everybody uses their head when in reality the idea of tackling is to line your opponent up with your eyes. And once your eyes make contact, you, you attack the balance zone of a player, all right? So the ch- the, you show me a person with no shoulders, I'll show you a person with no balance. I've never met a man, and you guys can try this. Anybody at home sitting around or you're in your rig, whatever you want to show you're tough, whatever, wherever you're at, stand the strongest, toughest person in front of you and take your hand and just push their shoulder back. And you know what their shoulder is going to do? It's going to go back. So you attack the shoulder. So you attack the, the balance zone, the most movable part of, of the body. And you drive your eyes up and through. And you get that. You absorb the contact with your face mask. And then it goes into your chest. The rest of the, the, rest of the force, once, once you're making the force from the blow, it actually is your sternum. By the time you make that hit, it's going through through the biggest, the largest part of your body. You're absorbing that energy and that blow through your sternum. And that's the, that's the secret to actually effectively impacting somebody without jacking yourself up. So I never wore a mouthpiece. I, I, and the pros, I, I never, unless I just wanted to look tough, I put like one of those, those like black. I had to put a black mouthpiece in just to look tough with my visor. That's or I put look. in one that looked like it was metal. I had they had ones that looked like they were metal, and I would wear those. But it was just for the look; it wasn't it wasn't for anything else. Man, I
2: don't know. More likely to wear a uh, cup or a mouthpiece. Oh, (laughs) mouthpiece. Oh, you're not. I I don't know anyone who wears a
1: cup. I don't know know anyone who wears a cup that plays football.
3: I'm I'm sorry.
2: You're not worried about a glancing blow, like uh, if you're a running back, you're not worried about that.
3: I mean, come on! Have man. you been caught, Brady? I've been caught. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Especially if, caught, uh, yeah. if
1: you're ever trying to, you know, get a loose ball on the ground. Um, that area becomes very vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I Those ran hundred yards. Are not fun. <laughs> I had to run that bad boy off. I got hit so hard one time there. I just had to run it off. It burned like a, like a blowtorch. <laughs> like, I never felt what a blowtorch felt, has felt like, obviously. But if I if I did experience a blowtorch, I would assume that's what it felt like. And I just had to run it off. You know how guys sit there and they, they roll around or they can't move or this, that, and the other? I jumped up and I just ran. And, I, and that was the only thing that, that my mind registered to do was, I guess, the last thing that it remembered. And I just was running, like literally, just running.
2: <laughs> yeah, your mind's like, do what, do what you did last time when everything was all right. Um, hey, hey, I,
3: I dropped at the end
2: though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're but, like, where's he going? Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of drops, uh, the NFL continues to drop little pieces of information, and these reports come uh, out. Uh, uh, the latest on the Washington Football Team emails are that all of the emails, uh, all of these emails, uh, they're yeah, all fine. Well, yeah, and they're all, uh, you know. Too to and from uh, Bruce Allen Uh, and uh, the NFL said um, they were sent to and from uh, the former Washington president and, uh, and that it's all 650,000. Yes. And quote, to and from yeah, outside the scope of the workplace culture investigation. So again, nothing to see here. We took care of it. John Gruden's gone. Everybody.
1: Here's some things to point out. Okay. 650,000 emails from the period of time, I believe in 2011 to 2019. Yeah that was what these emails were right to and from uh bruce allen as an executive of the washington football team which comes out to about 178 emails per day now look i've never been in an executive position like that uh, i did i tend enough.
3: to you can't humanly do that well that's not h- possible here's where I'm,
1: I'm i mean you have an assistant and i'm sure there's other people who are sorting through this which would make this even more interesting right um, because there's probably some help if you are getting that many emails and again never been an executive can't speak to it from that standpoint but 178 emails a day sounds oh, kind of well. high that's but high in season you gotta think about it you're you're overseeing a lot of stuff and and that could be emails that you're copied on. That could be emails that, um, you know, you're, you're one of many people that, you know, you're trying to get in touch with. Like, I, I'm on, I, I do a lot of different things, so I, I get a lot of emails, too. Not quite to that amount. And, and then I was thinking, well, in the off season though, like, June, July, are you really getting 178 emails a day? Like, it's, it seems like kind of a lot during a down period. So, really, you're talking about if you start to, like, you know, finagle the numbers – He's probably getting more than that a day in season, right, which seems like that is really high. So I don't know, man. The whole thing sounds really fishy when you start to kind of peel back the layers and and some of you know what at least has been reported. And I do think there needs to be more transparency
3: to all there of this. There
1: and, does. And I'm sure there needs to be more of an investigation. But, again, I don't think we're going to get it. Like I don't think we're going to nope. get it. I think the NFL is doing everything they can – And the Washington football team is doing everything they can to move forward and move past all of this. Whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent, that's how they're they're trying to handle it at this point.
3: You just don't get the luxury to do that when you're – like you you said, if you're losing the game, you don't get the choice of how you you end the game. If the other team has it, you don't get that choice. So whatever it is they want to do, they can do. Once you've proven – that that you need to be monitored or things need to be you know kind of flushed out and hashed out and figured out because you haven't done things the right way you don't get that choice you don't get the choice to just say hey we want to move on we want to move forward we we want to get past this like sometimes when you pull that scab off you know it 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 it, it, there's blood that comes you know, it, it, it fills up the area and, and you got to get the bleeding to stop. And then you got to, you know, take the proper steps to move forward to, to get it to heal. But it's it's got to be it's got to be what it's going to be. I mean, at this moment, at this point, what happened to John Gruden to me, if if it just stops here, that's kind of unacceptable. If you ask me. And for as wrong as you want to make John Gruden out for what he did and how he handled things, he could not have been. There is no possible way that he was acting alone and it was just him and Bruce Allen. It's 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 just not possible. Not within that amount of emails. So you could take John Gruden out of the equation. There's another name that you could drop into the equation, probably a couple names that you could drop into the equation, and they're probably equally as inappropriate as – and, and that's, a, that's a speculative statement. That's, I, that's, there's no facts connected to that. But let's be clear. I worked there. <laughs> I worked there. And I can guarantee you, and I've been around Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen is a D-bag. And let me tell you something. <laughs> like, there, there, there is no getting around. That dude was half lit every single time I did an event and I saw him. Every single time. Lit up like a Christmas tree. So, like, <laughs> if you're telling me out of all those emails, John Gruden is the only person that he was having inappropriate interaction with, you are out of your freaking skull. And that to me is the most egregious part of this is you don't get to move on when something like this happens. You don't get hey, to move on.
1: I got a random question. I don't know why this just popped in my mind or hit me at this moment. Does Bruce Allen and Chris Collinsworth look like they could be brothers? Or like doppelgangers?
3: Eh all right, so so <laughs> I mean look it so, up, man. I'm telling you. Collinsworth's face is a lot slimmer. His features are a lot more sharper. I don't know. Bruce I'm Allen's are now. more rounded. He has more rounded features.
1: I mean I mean they're three years apart in age. Hmm. And I feel like that's one of I mean, Bruce Allen looks like he's aged yeah. a little more.
2: Bruce Allen looks like uh, Collinsworth got jumped. Now that I'm looking and at the uh, yeah, now that I'm looking at the But you see uh, the, the similarities, picture. yeah. Right? Like no, they I could do. be brothers. Yeah, it it looks like uh if How did you come up with that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know, it hit me and then I started thinking like maybe we should have maybe we should have uh Jonas do his Chris Collinsworth impression, but as Bruce Allen. I
2: mean, I gotta tell you, like I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at Bruce Allen, and I can't help myself but think that, God, is that me? Just like on like a two year bender? Golly, <laughs> like it, it does look like Collinsworth just hitting the bottle hard, like hitting the right. bottle real hard, like like going Jeez. out to a Dodger game with Lee and Roberto. That that's what it looks like, uh, Bruce Allen.
3: Uh, by I the way, I think Jack Collinsworth looks like Chris Collins. <laughs> what's his son <laughs> yeah.
1: obviously yeah, <laughs> I mean <laughs> yeah, what, hey, hey LaVar do any of your
3: kids resemble what you look like? I don't know man I mean I'm just saying you know it, it could get complicated was, you know when you get off into, hey. I have different different complexions and, and different I, I don't uh, know man can I, I don't just, know that they look can like Can me. I
2: can I ask you guys this uh, before we yeah. get to break <laughs> uh, on this Washington football team email scandal like, we're all in agreement. Nothing's going to come of this, right? It's over. Yeah, I, th- I think this probably. story's dead next week. I think it's dead next week, and they I don't forget know. another way to move I don't, on.
3: I don't think so. And here's the reason why I'm going to tell you I don't think so. The reason why I don't think so is because there has been so much for so long going on with this organization. And again, the fact that what happened to, to John Gruden happened, and, and this is a continued battle with with dan snyder amongst other other people that he's he's fighting with in in the media and and in um in the legal legal areas i don't think it's over i i think that people will continue it's it's almost like one of these movements it's already started it's begun me too started it off and then you have the whole you know Equality and you know, inclusion, all these different things. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are that have a lot a lot invested in what's going on with, with this team and with that owner. I yeah. don't think it's over. The, the I, I think the
1: legal part will keep it going, but I will say this. As far as this year, the NFL news, it goes away for this reason. NFL trade deadline, November second. Watch how many stories heat up here in the next couple of weeks, especially Deshaun Watson. And whether anything happens or not, I think we all know there will be a lot of speculation about that. So I think in the short term, like the short rest term. of this season, this season, yeah, it'll be put to bed until the legal stuff gets brought up
3: after the season. I still think there was something connected to this, the Morris Smith stuff that was going on, and that's why it popped up. I really do. Now, I, I could be incorrect. It could be an agenda by others. But I just think that somebody Whoa. in the NFLPA was like, all right, y'all, y'all want to test? Y'all want to do this? Okay, here, get get some I, of this.
1: I don't know if that was about it or like the idea that Goodell wants DeMarie Smith to be the NFLPA, the head of the NFLPA. Because he works with them, he's negotiated with them, and he's gotten the better of them in all those negotiations. So why wouldn't you... You know, work with the devil you know instead of the devil you don't know.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, listen, I mean, there's a million different layers to this story. And speaking of a million, you want to look like a million bucks but only spend a handful of bucks? Upgrade to a Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor. Brady, how many blades is that? Did you just say six? Damn right I did. LeVar, on the back end of your jersey number with the Washington football team, there was a five. And then what was that other number? Six. Hey, Roberto, how many (laughs) runs did the Dodgers score yesterday in their big win? (laughs) FEMALE SHOPPERS FEMALE <laughs> say hey, six. Hey, yes. how many beers did you have in the parking lot before you walked into the game yesterday, the Dodger game, Lee? That would be six. Damn right you did. It is the six-blade razor for a noticeably smooth shave, thanks to their six precision-cut stainless steel blades. Find your perfect shave with Dollar Shave Club stores. Yeah, that's Dollar Shave Club in-store, so go to the store and find them. Welcome to the club. All right, coming up next, he is one of our favorites, uh, and he's also a guy who loves every single question that Brady Quinn has ever asked. Find out who it is next here on it is two pros and a cup of joe here on fox sports radio uh, we are going to catch up with uh, john Palmerosi coming up here uh, just a couple of moments from now by the way i just saw today is national chicken and waffles day i don't know how you guys feel about chicken and waffles but that's a damn good combination add some uh, some uh, spicy sauce to it uh with the uh, with the syrup that's good stuff right there get down on uh-huh. a cheat day
3: i'm okay with it yeah you love saying when you eat food, it's a cheat day. Like, it's okay to just Thank eat, you. Jonas.
2: Oh, well, I'm just saying. Thank like, you for pointing okay it I bro. Because I, yeah. I, I cannot eat chicken waffles just any day. Uh, it's got to be set aside. There's got to be special time made for it. Why? No,
1: no, no. That's just food in general for you. But go ahead. Right.
2: I just, you know, it's a lot of carbs. I, I just don't operate well with a lot of carbs. Every
3: single time oh, you have God. mentioned eating real It's all food. about vanity, man. He, oh, man. he just wants to be skinny oh, okay. and let me, I, yeah. is, yeah, let, right? let me tell you something. I'm just telling
1: you what it is. Let me tell you
2: something. This coming from Lavar, who literally snorted a pumpkin cupcake in studio oh, the other man. day. It was like, so. Good. I've never like, like. I didn't even want it. He didn't want it, and then, I didn't want it. And then Justin Cooper uh, of the Ben Maller show was like, "Yeah, and this one's pumpkin." And Lavar's like, "What'd you say?" <laughs> it's <was like, laughs> <laughs> it completely. It was a game changer from there. Oh uh, man, yeah, man. I just, I don't know. Carbs pumpkin just and
3: carrot. Me. Yeah, pumpkin and carrot, man. Yeah, That's a my one. deal. That is a Oof. good one. And I don't have to call it a cheat. It's not a cheat. I'm just doing it. If I want chicken and waffles on National Chicken and Waffles Day, I'm just doing it. Right. If I want a pumpkin cupcake in that moment, even though I didn't want one, but it sounded amazing, and I wanted to take a bath in a bunch of pump pumpkin. Cupcakes at that <laughs> point in time, with with sour cream, uh, uh, uh what is it called? Icing on those know. bad That's boys. That's hot. You, you That's two are I'm like on do. completely opposite
1: ends of the spectrum, that right? Hot, like Lamar's yeah. gonna eat everything and anything, and then
3: Jonas doesn't eat anything. I feel yeah. like I'm I'm somewhere in the middle here. Yeah, I'm right. just well, not gonna call it a cheat. It's not a cheat.
2: All right. Well, I'm just going to yeah. do it. Um, well, listen, This is, speaking of never cheating, uh, how about the great John Palmarosi? Uh, yeah. He is our Fox Sports Radio MLB insider, MLB Network insider. Uh, JP, uh, listen, um, you know, how do you feel about chicken and waffles? Are you a big fan or does that not travel to Ann Arbor all that well?
5: <laughs> I have enjoyed chicken and waffles before. I have partaken of the great chicken and waffles. So it, it is part of my repertoire. It is not. It is not one of my go-tos necessarily, but it's. Uh, it is something I, I do enjoy, and I will say this: after spending a fair amount of this month uh, traveling around uh, the country covering uh, Major League Baseball, I am due for a lot of vegetables
0: in November <laughs> <laughs> uh, because
5: at, at oh, yeah. the ballpark I can't. Yeah, you know, I, I I try to get a good. Mix in a good kale salad every now and then, but I I, I tell you what, you know, Fenway, oddly enough, when Fenway was built and opened in 1912, the same week the Titanic sank, kale salads were not a huge thing, oddly <laughs> enough. So uh, it's kind of hard to, to get they a good uh, kale a salad thing. at Fenway.
3: And neither are Snorkels. I do not, yeah. not want a kale salad. Yeah. hey now that's JP. a cheat.
1: <laughs> J.B., <laughs> before we get into, uh, obviously, the, the playoffs right now, everything that's going on. Aaron Boone uh, gets a three-year extension. Kind of an uneas- uneven season for the Yankees, uh, and obviously with their loss to the Red Sox. You never know how that was going to go. Uh, just give me some of your thoughts on the idea behind extending Boone with the Yankees.
5: Yeah, yeah, Brady. It's a, obviously, it's a huge story in baseball right now, and, and I think Aaron was deserved to, to get that Uh, to get that contract extension. I think he did a pretty good job navigating a a challenging year for the Yankees. You consider all the injuries they had uh, during the course of the season, uh, pitching wise, of course, DJ LeMay, who, as we now know, he had core muscle surgery and was, was not himself all season long. And that was really a, a challenge for them. And, and Gleyber Torres and his struggles, the problems with the Yankees in my judgment were not, were not Aaron's fault. And, as we all know, that is a hard market to play in. Uh, Lavar certainly knows knows that. I mean, it's it, it's a it's a challenging place to be able to to stand up to that pressure every single day. So, I mean, for me, I, I think I think he did a pretty good job steering the ship. I understand they're making obviously multiple coaching staff changes, and I, I think that will help. It's also going to help that Brian Cashman has said that they're going to have Glaber Torres playing second base uh, next year as opposed to short. And so now the big question, guys, will be. Which of the big free agent shortstops do they pursue? Uh, certainly a, lo- a, a lot of uh, talk about Carlos Correa this time of year. He would uh, be a very compelling person to play shortstop in, uh, in pinstripes.
3: Hmm. I, I, I mean, I want to ask about, obviously, the, the Dodgers winning last night against the Braves. They jump out to a, two, two, uh, a two-game lead. And now all of a sudden it, it could be tied in the blinking of an eye, John. Where where do you see this series going and how big uh how much would this mean in the history of the Dodgers uh folklore, so to speak, if they're able to come back and win this and then obviously if it were to lead to them getting a, a World Series?
5: But it was a great October moment, lavar and, and the way that unfolded yesterday. You think about an eight in, eighth inning home run from someone who really look at Bellinger's season. He did not have a very good regular season. I mean, there, there were not a lot of great moments in that regular season for him. And I, I do think it's it's one of the things, and that's why I respect athletes like uh, like, like Brady and Lavar and and you know certainly Jonas. I know is a great athlete as well. Yeah, but I, damn right. I, I, I you didn't. You didn't, I, I you. Yeah. you didn't have to I, I, I qualify. You didn't have to qualify
1: with Jonas. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he's like he's one of the best Levar. shake waiters out there. Yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Really good right. shake exactly. Weight.
2: Got your shake waiter right here, pal. <laughs> uh,
5: I, 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 I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to, you know, make sure I get. I give my friend the boost there. But 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 uh, Brady and Lavar. I'll tell you this. I mean, we've all. Uh, we can appreciate this, and you guys can do it more than anybody else. Is that when when you're not at your peak for a period of time, however long it is, and then you you come back and and really have that redemption where you're okay. Now you're back to being yourself. I've always found that to be one of the one of the most impressive things that athletes do because you, your confidence is suffering. You're you're out there in front of everybody. You're hearing it from people. Uh, what's wrong? Why aren't you Why aren't you performing what you, the way you did before? And then boom uh the the lights are brightest, and you deliver in a huge spot so bellinger's regular season is now an ancient memory and and he's now back to being and looking like an mVP again and and that moment yesterday is is now all of a sudden this signature bellinger moment I, so the, the momentum obviously is is as they say in baseball depend on your next pitcher but in this case it's, it's Urias who's going to start the game for the Dodgers so I I think that there's a momentum on the side of this being a 2-2 series and I just think yesterday's game guys it's to your point it's one swing changes everything and, and that's the beauty of a baseball series in the playoffs that you, we, we're here at Fenway and and uh, the Boston's leading 2-1 and for all the world it looked like they were about to run away with the series and then all of a sudden we're back to 2-2 and El Tube with some heroics and Jason Castro in the, in the ninth inning. There's just that's why these playoff series are the best, because they can change. It's not just the one game that changes. It's the whole series and your whole season in one pitch. And, and that's, to me, the beauty of the baseball playoffs.
2: Uh, John Paul Morosi joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio's MLB uh, insider, also of the MLB Network. You can get him on Twitter, at John Morosi. Um, let me ask you this about the start times. It, how does that work for Major League Baseball? Was, is there any thought to why have two games on one day, maybe space this out a little bit so in the case of the Dodgers and Braves, you're not having to play where the shadows are starting to impact some of the hitters and things like that, especially at certain points during the game?
5: It's it's a very fair question. Uh, I, I think that number one, additional off days are, are are not really an option based on the way that the structure of the playoffs works. They always want to avoid playing in November, so it's it's so you can't really have too many single day uh, games. In other words, where there's just one one day there's one game, and then maybe the other series is traveling. So that that happens out of necessity that'll happen again tomorrow but in general we we don't see it ha- happen very often in baseball where they ad- where they add additional off days in, in the series i i fully understand it i mean it's clearly television driven i mean th- this is uh the networks and, and it's hard for me to know and i don't know to be honest which which decision is made based on uh, which network takes priority to which matchup they want in prime time. We obviously know the when the Red Sox and Yankees are playing games, they're quite often in uh, in prime time. But then again, the Dodgers also are as well during the course of the season. It's, it is part of the, the way the playoffs work, and I've, I've covered a lot of games that have uh, the shadows and it makes it very difficult to hit. Uh, it's always been part of the, uh, I think, the unique part of, of October baseball. But uh, it's, it is it is not ideal uh, to have the shadows be a, a huge factor in the way that these games unfold. Uh, that being said, and you know this, Jonas, that when you're at a 5 o'clock game, I've always said this, you're at a 5 o'clock local time game at Dodger Stadium in October, and so it's a it's a – 8 o'clock Eastern time start, and the the light is reflecting off the San Gabriels, and that's how the game begins. And You're there on the field for batting practice. It's one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen in my life covering sports. And uh, uh, it is as though God intended for baseball to to be played at exactly that place at exactly that moment of the day. I mean, it takes your breath away. And So that's maybe, I would say, is a bit of the romance of the game, the one positive part about those 5 o'clock starts at, at Dodger Stadium.
1: Yeah, that, but unfortunately, it's hard to catch some of those fly balls out there. You're right, right, right right, Brady. Um, I I do want to ask you, if if, if you ever think Dave Roberts when he's watching other teams like the Braves, for example, and Charlie Morton's on the mound and and just pitching five innings, kind of fighting through adversity, ever second guesses or questions – You know, just the analytics play and the way he goes about, you know, throwing out nine different pitchers granted in their win last night, but still just that over analytical decision and making that. I kind of watch it as an old school guy play baseball saying, if I'm that pitcher, I want to stay on the mound and fight through until I feel like I can't anymore or it's my stuff and not be so concerned about matchups and so forth. Do you ever think Dave Roberts questions or second guesses himself the way he goes about managing his pitching rotation and just managing who he's putting in when?
5: I'm sure he does, Brady, because it's obviously it, it, to me it's, it's an organizational decision. A, a lot of these pitching decisions, uh, and and for us it's hard uh, w- when we're broadcasting a game or, or talking about it. I mean, obviously, it's the manager making the move, but it, 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 it to be you can always add in at almost any decision when it comes to pitching this time of year. Dave Roberts parentheses. In consultation with all of the analytics department of the Dodgers, uh, and, and working on all the numbers, end parentheses has made this decision because it's not—it's not only his call. It, it really isn't. It, it is—that's just the way that it works now in, in baseball. And, and he is a—he is a great manager. I, I think that maybe there are times where if—if if he was not quite as encumbered by the the rules that are put there by the uh, not rules, but guidelines by, by the analytics department that he might make some different decisions. But uh, this is just the way the game is managed now, collectively. I, I, I do think that the one of the things that, and we saw it even at the game here at Fenway last night with Evaldi pitching the ninth inning and giving it up, it is, it is. I, I always wonder, that, and you guys can speak to this, like the human toll of you're you're either in a great rhythm you get taken out or you're a starter and all of a sudden you're pitching in the eighth inning for the first time this season my, my question is always why what is what is the expected performance of a starter pitching in the eighth or ninth relative to the, the other decent options that you've got back there clearly decent in many cases and sometimes great uh who've been doing that job all year and and then what is the diminishing return on that starting pitcher the next time he takes the mound if that's just his quote unquote throw day? I, I I really I I understand it in some cases depending on some teams, but not when the team has the level of pitching depth that the Dodgers have. It's uh, it strikes me as unnecessary. They clearly won the World Series last year. They got some credibility from that clearly, but uh, sometimes there's no need to try to outsmart the other team when when you're already a pretty good ball
2: club. John Palmarosi, Fox Sports Radio, MLB Insider, MLB Network Insider. And, John, you're at, uh, in Boston, so you'll be there. Game five coming up later on, 5.08 p.m. Eastern time on FS1.
3: Uh, I want to ask him uh, about be that be one, though. Yeah, before, before he gets out of here, J-Mo, I, you, you mentioned that Boston has yet to record a save this postseason, which is – that's pretty interesting. They, they're – they're that close to going up 3-1 over to Strohs and, and the Astros come back and take the game. Who do you see being the closer today, and how important is that?
5: Yeah, no, it's a great question, LeVar. I, I think it, we could see Hansel Robles as their as their closer. They they had to uh, – I think they were kind of avoiding trying to go to him uh, because of uh, because of his inconsistency towards the beginning part of the playoffs. It could be Robles. could also be Tanner Houck. Uh, potentially, uh, of course, they're going to have Chris Sale start, and, and this is one thing where the Chris Sale that we've seen in these playoffs has not been the Chris Sale of old. And so we have to see if Alex Cora gets four innings from Chris, and then how that how the rest of the, the game goes. But I think you may have to go with how early if Sale doesn't go late, and they may have to therefore trust Hansel Robles because Whitlock threw uh, more than one inning yesterday. So it's a great question, Lavar. It's probably one All of right the you. key questions at Fenway here uh, today as we get ready.
2: JP, awesome. we're going to be watching, man. Uh, always appreciate it. Let's do it again next week.
5: Thanks, JP. Thanks, guys. We'll, we'll talk a little all more right. Big Ten football next time, yeah. all right, guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah big one. Big there one in go. two weeks for Michigan. Damn right. Yeah, Can't right. wait. Uh, it's going to be a great one. Thanks so much, guys.
3: I appreciate yes, it.
2: It's going to be a lot of fun. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports <sighs> Radio. Yeah. That,
3: that is some dirty yep. Yep. pool. Yep. That is, oh, uh, that is not. Yes, that's, yes, fair.
2: Is. That's, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Doc- a LeVar one fair yeah. and square.
1: He might have gotten two points on that one. That's doctoring
2: the baseball Corking the bat—that is—that uh, is unbelievable. Just, just, it's just—it's
3: just you know, just trying to master your craft. Yeah. that's all, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, asking great questions sure. is the key. <laughs> that,
2: that, that's, that's what all. it is. Oh, hey, you know, um, all right—that's what—that's what, that's used what used it resources. here for. He's, yeah. that's he's right. using his bullpen. Yeah, that's uh, right. Unbelievable. All right, uh, coming up next, there is a story in sports that listen on the surface, just some bad blood animosity between a star player and his organization, but nobody. Nobody handled being sent home from practice better than one player did yesterday. Unbelievable stuff. Rumors abound. We will get into that next here on FSR.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb.
2: The podcast is called All Ball. TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be it's two pros and a cup of Joe LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now. Uh, we are going to talk about, uh, some good news and bad news for one sports town. All right. So we will get into that here, uh, on Fox sports radio. Uh, speaking of, uh, good news and bad news, uh, Ben Simmons, uh, the saga that is Ben Simmons in the 76ers, uh, took a turn yesterday. Uh, he did not want to participate in, uh, defensive team drills reportedly. And so, uh, uh, He decided to just leave Uh, Doc Rivers, uh, you know, let him go. And then, uh, you know, the Sixers decided to find him a bunch of money afterwards and, you know, uh, suspend him and do whatever they wanted to do to punish him. Uh, This, of course, on the heels of all the uh, offseason trade talk and the way things went down at the end of last season. Uh, His teammate Joel Embiid spoke about it afterwards and had this to say
4: at this point i don't care about that man honestly he does whatever he wants uh you know that's not my job uh you know that's those guys jobs uh you know i'm only focused on trying to make the team better uh win some games uh you know play hard every night I uh, try to lead, you know, the guys that we have here, uh, and I'm sure they feel the same way because, you know, our chemistry has been excellent uh, despite, you know, everything that's been happening in the, uh, in the last few months. Our job is not to babysit somebody. Uh, you know, we you know, we get paid to, just on the court, go out, uh play hard, uh, win some games. That's how we get paid for.
2: Yeah, so it's a listen awkward situation through and through uh, for uh, Ben Simmons and company there. Um, just did, did I read that he had a cell phone in his, like, pocket?
1: Yeah, his, he was, trying, like, trying to practice, practice with it?
3: Yeah, he had a cell phone. Well,
1: what was the thought there? It was trying to film something, or he just needed to send, like, a text message in between plays?
3: Well, who knows? I mean... Uh, uh, I know? think the thought is, in casual nature, you have your cell phone when you're walking down the street or doing your everyday deals. So it's kind of like... This don't mean anything like it. it it's so it's so an important or, or not not important to him that I could actually go through practice with a cell phone.
2: Now, let me ask you guys this. All right, I want you to be honest. All right, just be a picture, I know you guys were not, uh, not this type to get thrown out of a practice because you just didn't want to participate or there was a lack of effort. But let me ask you no, this. I got if, thrown if, out of practice. Well, yeah, but if you did get thrown out of practice because it was from a lack of effort, uh, no, what would you guys do much. afterwards? Like, what would you do afterwards? What? Like, I mean, like, what, what would, you, would you just go home and think about things? Would you go work out? Like, what would you do afterwards if you got thrown out of practice?
3: I've got thrown out of practice. Okay, what would you do? I, for fighting, I, I, for fighting. I, I'd though. probably
2: go get chicken parm. I mean, to be honest
3: with you. Okay, it, yeah. so <laughs> interesting. All right, so so going to get chicken parm.
2: Uh, LaVar, what would you do if you got thrown out of practice?
3: Uh, first off, let me first preface by saying I would never get thrown out of practice for those reasons. I, I've i been kicked out of practice for fighting. Yeah. And and I would start fights. Like any day we would have like a kind of a lackadaisical approach to the start of our practice, I would start a fight on purpose without fail okay and and but one time i i we i one time i got into a fight and it was at penn state and there were pro scouts there and the dude that was blocking me he was he was going overboard with the way he was blocking me. He was da 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 one thing leads to another. I'm one oh, he was, his he ass was trying out. to show
1: out. He, yeah, he, he, was, he was, was trying, trying to, get to get in the league. be the one to get recognized. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he was trying to get in the league because, you know, obviously that was me and Courtney and Brandon's yeah. last year. So yeah. it was yeah. every scout in America was there. Um and I get thrown out. And and I I I can remember vividly when he threw me out of Joe Joe threw me out of practice. I went to the locker room. I took a super Wallach. long shower because it was, do was a cold. Did you watch
1: some Joe throwing you out? What did it sound
3: like? He was like, all right. Uh, he was like, he was like, hey! oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> what what is
2: he doing? Get him mad at it. Get him
3: mad <laughs> at it. I love That's how it. Happened. And I, and I, I love, love it. And, and so you just uh, now the reason why I ask <laughs> And how, then I, I went I went to training table. So I did I didn't, I don't think I got chicken par I think I got a steak okay. and a baked potato. All right. Th- this is why yeah. I ask.
2: Um, okay. because there are reports out of Philadelphia that uh, Ben Simmons was seen at uh, Delilah's after he got out. Oh, he went out. and
3: started throwing some ones. Yeah. Uh,
2: Delilah's is a strip club in Philadelphia. And so there are some reports that Ben I mean, Simmons, I think you could use after the context
3: out, clues on that one.
2: <laughs> after getting out, that, uh, you know, he decided, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and skip chicken parm. I'm not going to get the steak dinner at the training table. That, but uh, he could have got getting. chicken
3: parm, and he could have got a steak dinner yeah. at Delilah's. Uh, they, they serve good food yeah. at, at them spots sometimes. Uh,
2: I'm going to venture to guess that he was probably not thinking about getting something to
3: eat uh, when he lemon, went there. pepper went. Okay. You got to eat, man. All right. I mean, listen.
1: uh, Everybody doesn't make eating. They're they're growing boys, Jonas. They do have to eat. But I do think,
2: I do think uh, (laughs) the moral of the story is just because the day starts out poorly doesn't mean the day's got to end poorly. And I really think that shows uh, something about Ben Simmons and his character, that he was able to turn, you know, a frown upside down, uh, so to speak. But now now we know
3: why he had the cell phone in his pocket.
2: Yes, that is a good point.
3: Yeah. Content. You know, (laughs) know, content is king. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. That, that was it.
2: Yeah. Right. Uh, it's, uh, you know, wow. so so there's there's that. So uh, so congratulations, Ben Simmons. Uh, you know. Hope you, you have
3: fun, practice. Ben. You know. <laughs> with the, would you it, crossing
0: yeah. them over? Do, do you think you, he wears basketball with? shorts? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, oh, oh.